0: Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. That's indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You are now entering the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, a show that uncovers what's fact, what's fake, and what's fun in the crazy world of pseudo-archaeology. Hello and welcome to the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, episode 106. I am your host, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, and tonight we look at ancient Maya astronauts. Yes, you heard me right. Ancient Maya astronauts. So for today's show, I was inspired by our last show, which was on Graham Hancock's Ancient Apocalypse. And I was like, you know what? Ancient Apocalypse is really, really stupid. But. I can get even stupider. What is the stupidest, most idiotic thing in all of pseudo-archaeology? Oh, yes, listeners. I sat there for a while and thought about it. I'm like, all right, what is just at the bottom of the barrel? Like, I went down in that barrel into the darkness, scraping the bottom. What is the dumbest thing around in pseudo-archaeology, and I think I have it. I think I know it. I think that the number one winner of the idiot award in pseudo-archaeology is ancient Maya astronauts. Yes, yes, here we are. We're at the bottom. This is it. You can debase yourselves, listeners, no further than where you're at right now. Ancient astronauts. Oh my God. All right. You may be vaguely wondering where this utter foolishness comes from, but part of you is also just trying to run away because your mind can't process stuff this stupid. And I understand. So, just with me, before I go through this, take a breath. Let's take it in. Hold it for a minute. Center your chi. Let it on out slow. (sighs) All right. Are you prepared? I know. I don't think we can ever be prepared for this. But here we go. The kernel for ancient astronauts has got to be, say it with me, Eric Von Dyneken's Chariots of the Gods. Yes. When that thing came out, one of his big themes in there was this idea of aliens that came you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of years ago and that they were much more highly technologically advanced than us. Right. And they would have appeared to ancient cultures as astronauts. Right. So that's the idea, right? That people of 10,000 years ago or 13,000 years ago, does this sound vaguely familiar? You know what I'm saying? Graham Hancock, ancient apocalypse crap. Whenever it was that these people would have been maybe these aliens, I should say, sh- would have maybe been in spacesuits. So with our space technology of thousands of years ago, <laughs> I'm telling you, see, every so often it's just hard for me to go on, you guys. It's 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 heavy. This is a heavy one. All right. This whole thing is focused on one single object, a real object in the archaeological record. And that is the ancient Maya sarcophagus lid of King Pakal. And the real thing is amazing i've seen it i've been there a couple times to the maya site of palenque which is in chiapas mexico and in the middle of one of the pyramids it really is that fantastic you can see this final resting place of the great king pacal and it's a huge sarcophagus and the lid on it is a singular piece of stone. It's really big. Just the lid itself. I want to say it was like, I don't know, seven or eight feet across and like 12 or 13 feet deep. It was really big. and maybe like a foot thick. It's a huge square piece of stone. But carved on it is King Pakal. And you sort of see his left side. So you're looking at him from the side and he's sort of lounging the carving of the person looks like it's lounging, like in a lounge chair sort of position with the knees up some and the back kind of back, you know, kind of makes kind of a zigzag um, outline. And there's much more going on in this carving that we'll talk about later, but Pakal himself is there in the center, and because of the body position, also the arms are up, and the hands, one hand is bent back, and one hand is bent forward. It looks a little bit odd, right, that the hands are bent in sort of this kind of 90-degree way, 190 degrees up, 190 degrees down, but kind of joined at the wrist. And... Just merely based on this kind of lounge chair seating and the hands up, Eric von Dyneken says that this is obviously an astronaut because the seating position is vaguely the same as the Apollo astronauts from the 1960s. Oh, let that one settle in your lizard brain right at the bottom of your skull. And I know right now, I know your spinal cord is trying to separate itself from your skull and like run away with the rest of your body. Because, again, I know it's so much stupid that's like coming at you right now that like just because of the carved position of this person on his sarcophagus lid, that is somehow evidence of Ancient astronauts, it just boggles the mind, the idiocy, you guys. It's just, it's almost just like a non sequitur of dumminess. You know, you're like, what? That is their only, and I hate even to use this word, quote unquote, evidence. Oof. That there was something... Like ancient astronauts. That's it. This one thing, just an image that they are trans. Well, that Eric Von Dineken translated as an astronaut. Oh, Lord. I'm so sorry I had to tell you people that. I know your lives are never going to be the same. You're like, well, now I have heard the stupidest thing ever. I know I know you'll hear you know friends from now weeks months you know you'll be in the office and somebody will say something dumb and you'll be like man that's the stupidest thing oh wait no it's not it's like the third the stupidest thing because I win with the ancient astronaut thing it's just that dumb but now that we're here in the bowels of idiocy let's slowly take a climb back out when we come back the real story of King Pakal. All right, welcome back to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast, episode 106. And we are discussing the extremely unfortunate idea of ancient Maya astronauts. And I think you've gotten the idea that there is no such thing as ancient Maya astronauts. And that it is, again, the singularly Most foolish thing in all of pseudo archaeology, and that, my friends, is a battle royale. Let's be honest. If you don't believe me, listen to some of the earlier podcasts. But you know what? Let's clean this up a little bit. So, while Pakal the Great wasn't an astronaut, although I'm sure he would have thought it was cool, who was this person? Well, dear listeners. Let me take you back to the late 1990s. Oh, yeah. As soon as I say that, you know what's coming. Here it goes. There I was in Belize. But not yet. There I was on the way to Belize. Yes, it's one of those where we were driving down in 1996. Now, I've been to Palenque a couple times. I know I was there in 1996, I know I was there in 1998, and I think I we had some sort of trip there one of the other times, maybe 2005 or something. I can't remember. But it is a Maya site that I've gone to several times, and it's because Palenque is an amazing site, you guys. It's just one of those ones. It's probably in the top three of just a, about anyone's book on best Maya sites to see. Now, Palenque is in Chiapas, which is in Mexico, and it's in what I would call the Western side of the Maya world. So, if you look at the Yucatan Peninsula, it's kind of on the left hand side, right? On the Western side. And it's a site that is compared to. You'll hear things like "oh, the Paris of the Maya world, right? It's just really, really pretty. I have to say, as I sit here at my desk right now, right above me, about three, just about three feet above me is a photo I took of Palenque and and of actually Pakal's final resting place that we'll talk about in a minute. I think I took it in 1996 and I had it blown up and it's sitting up there. In a frame. And I just look up and I'm like, damn, that's awesome. Like, it just looks great. I can't recommend enough going to check out the ancient Maya site of Palenque. So my first time, though, we were driving down. And that year we stopped at a lot of different archaeological sites on the way. And Palenque was going to be kind of the crown jewel of stopping. And it really didn't disappoint So we got there and walked around for the day, you know, and then ultimately we were going to go check out the Temple of Inscriptions and the Temple of Inscriptions is where Pakal was buried. Now, to me, the Temple of Inscriptions actually is a bit unique in the Maya world in terms of how the sarcophagus is is uh, put inside and how the entire pyramid works and let me explain when you go see the temple of inscriptions and sometimes it's also called the temple of pakal what you do so the pyramid itself is obvious because it's the biggest pyramid i believe at palenque it's it's front row center though you can't miss it you walk up the stairs And then at the top of the pyramid, now the pyramid is not horrendously huge by Maya standards. It's just, it's a full-bodied pyramid, but it's not massive, massive. But you get to the top and there's a series of rooms at the top. And that's very standard for a Maya pyramid. But for this one, you go to the center of the room and there is an open trap door. I kid you not. This is Indiana Jones kind of stuff, right? This was found, I believe it was in the late 40s or early 50s by a Mexican archaeology team. Those guys found this and excavated. The trap door is now open, and what it shows you when you look down is a secret stairway that goes down into the innards of the pyramid. It really is that. And then you go down the stairs, so you've gone up the stairs of the pyramid on the outside. You get to the top, and then you go down the stairs into the inside, And then the stairs go down. They make a turn about halfway down. Then they go down a bit further and you go all the way back down to ground level. Right. So you go all the way up and then all the way back down. At least when I was there, there was a string of lights. And by string of lights, I mean a handful of light bulbs strung along with a single wire on the way down. So it was really dim walking down those stairs, which was great, though, which added to the intrigue and the interest it was also really really hot i remember but you walk all the way down and then you kind of make that turn you go down further to basically ground level you make a final little turn and there it is and you guys it's amazing so when you make that final turn you stop and you are standing right at the foot of the sarcophagus of Pakal the Great. And as I said before, the sarcophagus itself is massive, right? It is this massive carved stone object. And when you see it, the sarcophagus lid itself is cranked up a little bit. So you can actually kind of see the interior of the stone sarcophagus, where the body would have been. Now there's an interior piece that kind of covers where the, body would have been laid but you can tell like where the feet would have been basically the the actual body itself of pacal is at the national museum in mexico city and i saw that too in ooh, a couple times i i think the summer of maybe 2005 or 6 is is when i checked that out but that has its own interest in pacal was actually buried with a, a jade death mask and if you've ever taken an art history class on like Maya art or this kind of thing, I guarantee you've seen Pakal's jade death mask. It's made out of several pieces of jade. It's a mosaic um, and it's just a, a fantastic piece of art as well as just this incredible symbolic death mask. But while the body's not there, you can Enjoy the sarcophagus and the sarcophagus lid. Now, the carving on the sarcophagus on the sarcophagus lid is just amazing. It's absolutely intricate. It's huge in terms of a canvas. Again, it's like eight by 14 feet or something like this. And on it. You can. Tell kind of what's going on because you have an angled view because you're sort of looking down and across. But the. The. Lid of of Pakal the Great is so famous that this image is everywhere. And what you see is the carving of Pakal the Great as a young lord, again, in that relaxed chair with the hands up thing that I talked about before. But the true meaning of that is he's seen as a young lord. He's seen as like the young corn god, you know, vibrant and and young. And then out of him comes this huge cross. And the cross is the world tree. So it has nothing to do with a Catholic cross or any of that kind of stuff. This is the Maya symbol of the world tree, the symbol of centrality. You also see little dots of three that are kind of coming down. There's multiple little dots of three. That's jade jewelry as it's falling down from the floral paradise. So the floral paradise is like The world of the sky, where those of us who are lucky enough, Maya kings included, go after they die, right? This world uh, of the above, the world of the sky. And then below the carving of Pakal, there's like this U-shaped thing that's kind of pointy. So think of a pointy U, kind of surrounding the body below it. And those are centipede pinchers. So like the, like the open mouth of the centipede, sometimes we call it the centipede maw. And so that is symbolic of the underworld, right? Of shibalba. And that's just a fun word to say, shibalba. And ultimately, so you have this world of the sky at the top, Shabalba, the underworld below and Pakal in the center with the world tree coming out of him. And really what you get in this imagery, and you guys, there is so much more. There are Maya hieroglyphs around the entire edge of the thing. It is so rich. But the overall vibe of the image is here is Pakal as the center of the universe. So when Pakal was alive, if he walked by you, The center of the universe just walked by you. That's power. That is a thousand times more cool than a stupid, idiotic, ancient astronaut situation. You know what I'm saying? When we come back, who was this Pakal guy anyway? Hello, and welcome back to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast, episode 106. And we have been discussing ancient Maya astronauts. We have been destroying our minds with ancient Maya astronauts. And I thought I would wrap this up with a little discussion on who was Pakal the Great. Actually, when did he live? You know, how long did he rule? And all that kind of good stuff. So I would say if you have to pick one Pakal the Great is probably the most famous Maya ruler of them all. Now, I don't know if he was the most famous Maya ruler of them all during the time of the ancient Maya, but uh, he definitely is today. And even during the time of the ancient Maya, he had to be up there for several specific reasons. First, the guy lived until he was 80 years old. That's really impressive, right? especially for the time. He lived from 603 to 683 A.D. And in terms of the Maya time period, that's right in the middle of the classic period. So in the Maya world, when you're studying the ancient Maya, there's basically the pre-classic, the classic and the post-classic period. The pre-classic is from about eh, 1800 B.C. to about 250 A.D. And that I like to call it is a time of firsts, right? It's like, oh, the first time they build big pyramids. Ooh, the first time you get powerful kings and queens, right? These these time of firsts. The classic period is from about 250 AD to around, oh, around 800 AD, 900 AD, depending on who you ask, 850 AD. And I like to call that the time of most, right? This is the time of the most powerful Maya rulers. This is the time of the biggest cities. This is the time of... Warfare and city on city, and where they almost become an empire, but never really do. So there's all kinds of great stuff going on. If you don't know but much about the Maya, but you think of a Maya archaeology site, it's almost for sure going to be a classic period Maya site. Big names like Tikal—that's a famous Maya, uh, classic Maya site. If you're a fan of Star Wars, right, the original Star Wars, the planet Yavin. That the rebel base that was filmed at Tikal. At the end of the classic period is the Maya collapse. And then you have the post classic period from about, oh, about 950 AD to when the Spanish come. So in like 1520 or so. Those are the three time periods. Pakal ruled right in the middle of the most time, right? Of the classic period. And Six in the 600s ad that's even the late classic period just by a tick and this is really the most of the most the late classic period pakal was referred to as a three katun lord now the maya count in base 20 and a katun is 20 years that means he ruled over 60 years that's amazing and actually he ruled 68 years in total so if you do the math Yeah, let's see. He died at 80, ruled 68 years. Yes, he ascended to rulership at the age of 12. So if we compare Pakal to somebody like Queen Elizabeth II, right? It's the same thing. It's that length of rule, except Pakal had real power, right? He wasn't just a figurehead. This would be the equivalent. So a ruler that's been there for 68 years, it would be the equivalent of Eisenhower still being president. Isn't that crazy? Imagine how much power that person had. Imagine how much respect. This was the king of your parents. This was the king of your grandparents. This guy is a major entity in ancient Maya history. If you want his full name, it's K'inich Janab Pakal. And you'll hear the word K'inich a lot in uh, Maya studies because it means ruler, right? And you will also hear a term that goes with him, Ahau. The word Ahau in ancient Maya means lord or ruler. So Pakal was the Ahau of the Maya city-state of Palenque. And of course, he did everything that you would think a powerful Maya ruler would have done. He had building projects done, you know, he made alliances, had warfare, all this kind of stuff, you know, ruling for the decades and decades as he did. And his death must have been just a major blow and a major cultural moment for these people, just like the recent death of Queen Elizabeth same idea right amazing what this singular person would have seen throughout history so just a massively important character in really in world history which brings us to the whole ancient astronaut bs yet again so you have this person who is just the most multifaceted interesting person of the past reduced to a stupid stupid story that doesn't even make any sense so lame and if you actually look at the sarcophagus lid of pakal and you look at things like his hands his hands don't even look like they're working the controls or something and he doesn't even really look like he's in a spacecraft at all it's just utter nonsense nonsense (sighs) But how many people have actually heard the story I just told you? How many people actually know the greatness? What makes Pakal Pakal the Great? You know what I mean? Very few people know that story. But man, here's something to hurt your frontal cortex. How many people know the ancient astronaut story you see what I'm saying uh, just just sit on that one for a second my friends so as we ride off into the sunset hopefully having learned a little about Pakal the Great from the 7th century AD 68 years of rain For somebody who lived to the age of 80, who basically saw the entirety of the 7th century in the Maya Lowlands. Well. He would have thought the ancient astronaut thing was totally stupid, too. And with that, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you like and subscribe. And if you have questions for me, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, feel free to reach out using the links below or go to my YouTube channel, Kinkala Teaches Archaeology. See you guys next time. This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland.